0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: On to the All Star break. Knicks with three straight wins, six games over 500.
0: Final score in Atlanta. Knickerbockers 122 and the Hawks 101. Julius Randle. With 25, Jalen Brunson with 28 in the win here tonight. And now they can take the break. Yes, now they can take the break. A lot of high fives, everyone going up to Coach Thibodeau. That's a good way to finish this great stretch of the, the basketball that the Knicks have been playing going into the All-Star break. They've positioned themselves in a pretty good spot coming down the stretch.
1: Ooh boy. starting to get, Starting to get the feels. Starting to get the feels. Uh, that was fun. That was a fun win. That was a big win. 122-101 over the... I don't know why I say it hated Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young is hated. The disliked Atlanta Hawks.
2: Let's say that. Wait, where did Benji go? I don't see Benji. Anymore. Where did Benji go? I think Benji will be back in just a second. I was about to introduce Benji. Now, that's okay. Can I talk to you for a second? Sure. Let's do
1: it. Um, hi, hi, GMAC. Hi, J-M-A-C.
2: How you doing? Oh, I just noticed that. Yeah. I've never noticed that before. Anyway, we're getting off track. Um, <laughs> that was... Here is Benji, by the way. How are you doing, Benji? I don't know. Benji's a swirling. I'm a swirling
3: I'm great. Circle. I'm great. Benji? That. Did that's Atlanta, okay.
2: Did the Atlanta Hawks work on your connection issues there? And that's why you weren't here to start the pod? Might have been them. Might have been them. It's their fault. Um, it's pro- no, no, no. I, it's probably Nate McMillan's fault, as it's clearly no player on the Hawks' fault for the effort that they're putting out right now. Is that guy going to be back after the All Star break? You know, was, th- as we were watching
1: the first half, and then as we were watching the the fourth quarter, I was thinking the same thing.
2: That looks like a team that doesn't want to play for their coach. Any any hint of a run that they made tonight was either poor Knicks play or like they just like made tough shots, you know. So I'm gonna let you Um, kick this thing off and stop. Sounds
1: good. So I'm going to I want to try to keep it focused on the game, but it's also this feels like one of those moments It's one of those inflection points. And you tell me if you feel differently or the same where I'm uh, I'm tempted to even as soon as that game is over, take a step back and be like, wait a minute. This team and I feel like we've been kind of saying this for a little while this season for if you really want to go back until, you know, since the winning streak in, in the beginning of December this is a good basketball team and they're they seem to be getting better. They seem to have put some of their issues behind them um, earlier in the season. If they play this game, maybe um, things don't don't go as well, but they stem the tide um, not perfect. It's never perfect. It's ne- this, t- this team doesn't know the meaning of the word perfect, um, but they know the meaning of the word good. And I, they were good tonight and they've been good of late. And for them to come into the all-star break when uh, a month ago, uh, I, I, I feel like it was yesterday. Talked to Andrew Claudio and, and we were both like, yeah, get to the all-star break at 500 with that, Mitch. Good job, guys. Mission accomplished. And here we are, season high, tying six games over. Your thoughts.
3: That's two wins that, I mean, they bordered on blowouts mm-hmm. against two teams that are very talented. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with Brooklyn, but I don't think they're going to like collapse. They're they're going to lose some ground, but I think there's enough talent there. That they're going to win some games after the All-Star break. Atlanta, it's been wildly up and down this season, mm-hmm. but that's a talented basketball team. I, I understand the, all the issues they're having. And it's this team, all of a sudden, two straight games, instead of just like holding on for dear life, they they pounded those teams down the stretch. yeah. And those games were not close. This game never got under 12 in the second half, if I'm recalling correctly. So there's been a shift here, and it probably not coincidentally coincides with the Josh Hart trade, where this team has gone from like they're competitive and might win every game to suddenly... We just absolutely destroyed those two teams in the, in the fourth quarter. And I think going into an all-star break you, you, where Miami is and how inconsistent that team has been all year and the issues that they're having and the way that Brooklyn just gave up their two best players, you have to feel all of a sudden like the five is in, is in reach here, right? I mean, you have to feel I, like that gets like very much in reach the way they're playing ball right now. And that is, I did not think I'd be saying that uh two weeks ago. So that's yeah, there's been a shift. The team is playing great. They're playing as well as they have all season and they're getting their starting center back.
1: Yeah, and I I it's easy, I think, or it's tempting, maybe not easy, it's tempting to forget about the fact that they have not had Mitchell Robinson for a while. And like I don't know if it's oversimplistic to just say like Josh Hart has stepped up in Mitchell Robinson's absence. I, I think that's to me that's most of it. Um, but I also feel like the team needed to adjust to the fact that they did not have Mitchell Robinson back there, and they have kind of adjusted and as you referenced earlier, getting an additional um wing defender who's very good in Josh Hart uh certainly helped a lot i and and we, by the way Jericho Sims up and down, you know at times, good game tonight, so He's like. Really solid. A, a, yeah. Really solid. It's been great to see continued growth for him. The whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's like, I think that's the sign of a good team. You know, when you, when you lose a guy who is Mitchell Robinson, their most important player, I don't know if he's the most important player, but like very important to what they do in terms of how they're built on both ends of the floor. I mean, they've Fred Katz wrote an article about this. They literally built their team with the intention of like, Hey, we're gonna take a lot of shots at the rim. Some of those shots are we going to miss and we're going to have a guy who cleans everything up. Um, And they're going to get that guy back. Yeah, I. Looking back now, sixty games in. With all due respect to Julius Randle, to the aforementioned Mitchell Robinson. um, Quickly, quickly, what what a player quickly's been. We'll talk about him in a second, but like, it. We have to talk about Jalen Brunson. I mean, how many times did you say tonight in the playback? (laughs) Like, it's just it's comedy at this point. What he's doing in the shots he's making.
3: Yeah, and like. Uh, there was a, uh, when they were making their run, what they cut? I think was when they cut it to 12 and I was, and uh, you know, what do we, what do we run? Let's, let's run. And I was kind of like, honestly, I think we just have to give the ball to Brunson. <laughs> he had taken very few shots in the first half. He was six for eight in the first half. Um, yep. I think. And, and Randall and, and and RJ had both taken like 13 plus. And I thought at times, and you know, this is who he is. He's not like, I, I you know, he, 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 he doesn't, He doesn't insist on dominating the game every night and doesn't insist on dominating the ball and he, and he'll he'll defer. And I think that's probably a good thing in the long run, but I felt like at times tonight, it was like, man, we're we're doing a lot of stuff. And I think the best thing that we can do is literally just give him the ball. You can run a screen. You don't have to run a screen because he's one of the best isolation players in basketball. What a luxury that is. You don't have to do anything and it's not bad offense to not, it's not bad offense to not do anything because the guy is so elite. Um, He's been one of the best scorers in basketball. It's not an exaggeration right now. He has been one of the best scorers in the National Basketball Association for a very long while now. Um, I don't know what else to say about him, but at the same time, I feel like it's important to keep saying it because he's been everything and so much more that we could have asked for. And he has changed the entire complexion of the franchise, of the team he's changed the culture he's changed the way you feel about the team the way others feel about the team the way the competition feels about the team just, it's it's a transformation that he's brought because of how freaking good he is and the way he goes about his business so we shout him out every night we shouldn't stop
1: no we, we shouldn't and it's tempting to and you've hit on this and you hit it you hit on it in one of i might have been my favorite tweet of yours the entire year when you were like it's easy at a certain point to get used to the good things the guy does to then start harping on like the negatives. Let's not do that with this player who has, and like, I think smart. I, I, I don't want to call myself smart because um, I'm not, but like people who had watched enough of Jalen Brunson in Dallas, let's say that knew that this, he was not a, a man of, he was not like a product of Luca. Like sure, Luca's presence helped, but like this is a guy with just some insane skill. And after the contract was signed, you know, a lot of people, including myself, were like, the "Contracts gonna be fine. Like it's not gonna be a big deal." Even saying that, though, you just don't know how a guy's gonna respond to going from the usage rate he had in Dallas. And, and I understand there were games without Luca where he had a higher usage rate. And the whole thing, but that's a different animal than. It's going to happen every night. And by the way, it's going to happen in this city. I get his dad's here. I get he's perhaps more well-conditioned to to play and succeed in the city than most, but for it to still happen and he's getting better. That's the
3: thing. He's getting better. Yeah. And it's not only that his, his role changed because even when Luca was out, the, the team was built perfectly for him in Dallas because in those playoff games, you watched how spread out Utah was because yeah. they got Kleber at center most of the time. You got The ones you got, without Luka, by the way, the, the, in the beginning of the Utah series. Exactly. Yeah. You got a yeah. ton of spacing around him, which allows him to do all of his maneuvering. And he doesn't get to do as much of that this year. Like the, nope. the, the He doesn't get three seconds in the paint to make post moves. So he had to adjust his game. And what he's done to become not... He didn't take any pull-up threes last year. He barely <laughs> took them. <laughs> Now he's draining them with regularity. He didn't tonight. He's one for five tonight, but like over the past three weeks, he's just been draining threes, not afraid to take off the dribble threes. He's changed his game. He's taking more floaters right away. Instead of kind of those, those half spins and spins, he's just burrowing into people and finishing that rip through move has become an absolute Mm. dynamite move. And he draws fouls on it all the time. Like it's, it has to be a little quicker and he's adjusted his game and it's just gotten better throughout the year. And he started well, but it's gotten better and better and better as the season's gone on. And now he's at a level where I mean, if he was playing like this all year, he'd be in the All-NBA conversation. Well, well I, I know there are a ton of good guards out there, but like what he's doing. I mean, you can't do much better than him right it's, now. First of all, the All-Star game. If, if I don't know what's going to happen
1: with Jalen Brown. I don't know what's going to happen with DeMar DeRozan. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess so those would be the two at this point the All-Star game it's going to feel a little silly yeah. to be honest watching the All-Star game he's not going to be there um i'm not i'm not ruling out all nba at the end of the year i mean he would need to again he needs to keep up this level of play which we again we're not taking for granted and if he takes a step back he'll still be awesome but um okay i'm glad we we spent enough time on him because he deserves it um Good games from all the people that we usually get good games from Grimes, as you were pointing out, like is just he's I think it's fair to say he's in a little bit of a shooting funk right now. It's fine. Uh, The defense was there tonight. Uh, Emmanuel quickly is he continues to be a metronome. He just does all of the things that you could possibly want a player in his role. Talk about being a superstar in your role, um, Emmanuel quickly. Josh Hart, um, I, I guess this is the closest thing he's had to coming back down to earth after the trade, although.
3: Three or five from deep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no,pe not really. I mean, yeah, it's true. He's, he's still not, he's still in the stratosphere. He, he, he he's remains.
1: Still, he's still not missing. Um. Uh. And Randall, I don't. Know, I don't know that we really need to say much about Randall. Uh, let's let's actually praise Randall real brief. Uh. The third quarter, yeah, was got very dicey, very fast. And there was like a five. It was actually more than five minutes stretch. So it was. I mean, really, most of, pretty much, almost the whole quarter. Because they came out of the gate pretty strong. Randall's uh, offensive rebounds, putbacks. He had a couple other buckets there in third, massive. And he's had a lot of those moments this year too. So, um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say on Julius Randall. Or yeah, I thought like-
3: the offense got really clunky in the third quarter, um, and yeah. I thought they weren't getting any good shots. And to be, and look, this is what they do. Sometimes they don't get good shots, but what they do is they still rebound them. And, um, Julius to get those two massive offensive rebounds and finishes. Like I thought it just kind of stemmed the tide and was like timely. It was really, they were timely, tough buckets. And yes. those are the ones that those are the ones like he, he got off to that great start shooting the three. He often does. It's a, he's an interesting it's an interesting pattern with him. Like I feel like this is a very standard game right now, where he's hot in the first yep. quarter for, from three, doesn't make another three the rest of the game. But the way he's still staying in the flow by getting those tough buckets, yes. I think is yeah. is the difference. Even when the shot leaves him, he's making finding ways to to contribute. And he, I thought he had a very good passing game. Yep. Uh, made a lot of good passes tonight, and I thought defensively he was very good tonight. Didn't have there was one transition play that I was upset yep. about that yep, Tim's called yep. the time out after where he didn't get back, even though he was the one, he was the one guy that needed to get back. But otherwise I thought he was good. The whole defense, look that Trey Capella or Trey Collins pick and roll remains. Extraordinarily difficult to guard. And I, I just didn't feel like Trey had a lot of room tonight to do anything. Like I know he got to the line a ton because the Knicks were really aggressive with him, but I thought in a good way, I just, they couldn't get in a rhythm at land But that, that pick and roll has been such a thorn in our side for a long time. And I just felt like Grimes at the point of attack for most of the night quickly as well. Even Brunson switching on to Trey. And then I thought Hartenstein and Sims both were just I was, on it. They were on it. Like they were, yes. they were playing both really well. They weren't conceding the floater, but they weren't conceding the lob. Like that's a really hard thing to do. And then recovering to the three point shooters. <laughs> Atlanta made five threes tonight. Sounds about right. Uh, I'll double check it now. Five for 26. Yes. So, I mean, look, they missed some good looks, but this was not a game where I felt like they missed a ton of great looks. I thought the Knicks defense overall was as good as we've seen it in in a while. I thought they really, and and, and second half against the Nets too, I thought it was really good. So so we're seeing this team really start dialing in on the defensive end too, especially in in second halves. And that's something we haven't seen with Mitch out. So that's great to see.
1: I'm happy you said in the second half against the uh, Nets because they were nobody was staying in front of their man in the first half against Brooklyn and it got cleaned up and you they had to stay in front of their man tonight otherwise that's going to be one of the big I thought they stayed in front of their man tonight very well like you said the closeouts were good all of the little execution technique stuff I thought tonight which is the only way you're going to be able to successfully defend this team um and and like you said I'm happy we praised the centers Hardenstein Man, the notion of getting forty-eight minutes of Mitch and and that just Sims again, Sims had a good game tonight, but like Mitch and Hardenstein for 48 minutes. That's that's this, an exciting. Thought. This
3: this version of Hardenstein is great. Look, DeJounte Murray killed them in the last game. He was three yes. for twelve from the field. Um, mm-hmm. they just stayed in front of him. They didn't concede those easy floaters. And I thought it was mostly at the point of attack. Like I just felt like They were just really solid and having the, you know, having the luxury of having Josh Hart on him for periods when when Trey was out and and Murray's leading that second unit and you got Josh Hart out there to guard him. I mean, that's a difference. That's a big difference. Um, I even thought RJ had some really poor defensive moments, but in the second half, I thought had some good defensive moments. Uh really it was just a great team effort. I really can't say anybody played poorly. RJ had the worst game, but even he had a better second half. Um they they just were, everyone was good. I don't I think everyone was was a plus and the plus minus. Like they everyone was just okay, Clyde. solid. Yeah, that's, listen, that's that's the extent of my analysis. Plus, Obi made some threes, which was nice. That was a great effort. They played a great game, they dominated the game. You awesome. you hit a
1: you hit on the two things that I wanted to hit on before I let you go which was RJ and Obi who were if if there's if there are two like sour notes of how the team has been playing over the last few weeks it's those guys nice to see Obi hit some threes going into the break and I think especially for RJ look some of the three point attempts were um <laughs> what uh but for where the conversation has been at of late Really, since the trade deadline, if we're being honest, Um, to now at least he gets to go into the break where it's like, okay, RJ, as you said, he contributed to winning the game tonight, which is like, that's that's good. Right. So we could we could be positive with that. Um, Good job by him. And uh, great job by you, as always. Anything last last thoughts before we before we head out? Yeah. Well, uh,
3: on the RJ note, I want to shout out the one play he made in the second half that I loved, which was. Look, the three point shooting was wild, wildly inaccurate um, tonight. Um, but so in the second half, he gets a kick to the corner. He, from that corner, he'd airballed or almost airballed two in a row. And he catches and immediately just goes straight to the rim. And yeah. like RJ is going to have to make corner threes um, to be a successful basketball player. But understanding where you're at in a moment and and not letting it, just torpedo your game, making a play that impacts winning, which is like, okay, I'm probably not making this three right now because my confidence is gone, but I can get to the line. I can make a move. And I like that that's a play that he goes into the all-star break with, like an attacking yeah. mindset of like, how do I help this team win? Even if, if, if it looks bad at times, and I, you know, I, I, he's not going to shoot this badly. People are saying his hand is bothering him. I don't really care. I need him to come back from the all-star break with a fresh mind contributing to winning in whatever way this team needs, because look, they've added talent. He doesn't need to be in the game a lot right now because the Knicks have quickly grimes and Hart, all of whom can get good minutes and are as good as him right now. Not with the same potential, but they're as good as him right now. So like today, just today, we're just going to have to figure it out. And that's the kind of play that I'm talking about. Like you're going to have to figure out how to help this team win, or you're going to keep having your playing time dwindle away because there's other options right now. So, like, I am hoping and I think it's going to happen. I think it's just a good time for him to take a, take a week off, clear the mind, get in the gym, heal up whatever's bothering him, heal up his mind, and come back and play winning basketball. That's all.
1: If he could, I don't want to put too much pressure on him. I don't want to make it too much about RJ, but if he could do that, then all of a sudden you look at this team and it's like, okay, you got those top two. And again, we know what they're not. We don't. We, we don't have to talk about what they're not. They're not the like the top, 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 top guys in the NBA. But they're a handful in their own way. Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle, sure you got those two, and then you get forty-eight minutes of center production from Mitch and and um, Hardenstein, and then you got four wings in between those kind of bookends of your team, and like. I mean, I'm not saying like the, the Milwaukees and the Bostons of the world are going to be cowering in fear if they have to face this team in the playoffs, but they, this can't be a team. The teams are going to be dying
3: to play if all of that is is in place. Absolutely. Uh, and and it, they're it, all wings that that bring you something a little bit different. If RJ is yes, playing the right yes, way, yes, and you can mix and match like Grimes is absolutely the best option on this team to guard a guy like Trey Young. He's so quick at the point of attack. He gets through screens better than anyone on the team. That's where Grimes is so valuable. You have and, and RJ, if he's able to just even just like lead the second unit and get some buckets and play that w- when Brunson sits, like to be able to run, pick and roll effectively and make some passes and get his, that's his time to kind of shine. If he can do that effectively, that's massive for this team. Yep. Hart to bring that, the aggression and the size and the force that he brings, a physicality that the other guys don't have. That's a different element to the team. And then quickly kind of doing a little bit of everything. Like he's, he's a jack of all trades, but like, those are four like different flavors they can give to a game that is like, it's such a nice construction to this team right now. And and it's showing in the way they're playing. And if it can carry forward, and again, RJ is that key to kind of unlock he it really to, to its full potential, yeah. but man, there's a lot going for this team right now.
1: Benji, um, it has been great having you on these uh, once a week, during the uh, first half of the season, can't wait
2: to move forward from here. Uh, GMAC, before we let Benji go, anything else? Nothing. Um, just want to point out, Jalen Brunson outscored both Trey Young and Dejounte Murray tonight. That is a thing that happened in this game. You, I mean, he, he was he's, he's better. He's better this year than Trey Young is. Yes, he is. He just is. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully, he finds his way in Salt Lake City in a couple of days. I, I hope so. Yes, I, it would be cool. All, All
3: right, right, fellas, well, enjoy the night.
2: Celebratory star, Benji Ritholtz.
3: All right, guys. See you later. <laughs> later, <laughs> Benji.
2: What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than fifteen minutes. 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I've found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week, right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool65 and use code Filmschool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool65 and code Filmschool65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Quick personal injury report. Oh, you want to do that first? Okay. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, oh, well, look, you're quick at the draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Personal injury report presented by our friends at Weiss and Rosenbloom. Don't forget to, uh, if you have a potential case, give them a call at 212 366 6100. Again, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenbloom. Personal injury attorneys who are veterans, not rookies. Free consultation. They don't get paid unless you do. Best in the business. Um, prior results do not. Guarantee future outcomes, but just take my word for it. They're, they're good at what they do. Uh, you can also visit them at Um,
2: Hopefully,
1: this is the last game that we have to talk about. Mitchell Robinson not being here. I saw there was a little someone. I apologize. I forget who it was. A Twitter account put out a tweet about uh Dolan saying four weeks for Mitch and that would put the his return at the Boston game after the all star break and Zach Braziller who covers the Knicks for the post uh replied I, I something along the lines of like I think it might be sooner than that. So I don't know. Maybe it's the first game after the break. Maybe it's the second game after the break.
2: I it would be cool if they came out of the break and he was back. That would be really awesome. Very much would be. Um, I know, don't know if you saw before the game or not, but Mitch was warming up with the team in shoot-around. It's great. Yes. It's a good sign. Uh, very good sign. I, I know Alan Hahn, I, I never actually saw him say it or his account say it. I, some of the aggregation places I trust, though, were crediting Alan Hahn saying he'll be cleared for contact next week, though. So if it's not the first game, he is right there around the corner. <laughs> And I also apologize because I don't know who to attribute this to, but I definitely
1: read it from somewhere reputable that uh, from one of the beat guys, I think if uh, Mitch goes back home during the all-star break, the Knicks will have someone there with him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Okay. So all good stuff. All right. Moment of the game. Um, I have some candidates. You ready? Oh, sure. I wonder if they're the same as mine. So I'm going in reverse order. The nail in the coffin, uh, Brunson three to make it one thirteen ninety two.
2: That's my first one. The okay. step back against. I'm more of a crossover crossover than a step back because uh, Dejounte Murray went one way and Brunson went the other way. But it was a step back for three, like you said, one thirteen ninety two, and that was my also my exhale for the rest of this game. Yes, and his only three made three of the game. But he saved the best for for last. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Hardenstein's put back and then subsequent block down the other end to make it. It was. It was when the Knicks had 91 points and then he blocked the shot at the other end. Is that so what it's got?
2: the end of the third when yeah. Trey got Blockensteined. Shout out to those on playback who know how hilarious that joke is. <laughs> and then candidate number three, I don't know if this is going to be the same, um,
1: uh, but one of the Julius putbacks be- just before yeah. that towards the end of the third. That would be my other one.
2: That probably should be because that was a, a moment where it felt like that was. Those let's big let's pick the end one. Let's pick the end one because that I've that little two minute stretch for me was like, all right, this could either be under ten going into the fourth, or the Knicks could extend it, and could. so that should be it. The other one I had, I wanted to throw Obi a bone. Honestly, I wanted to throw the Knicks a bone for finally hitting him on a lob, yes. but Knicks get the offensive rebound. Jalen Brunson lobs it up to Obi, and he hits a three. Oh, excuse me, he hit and it's an alley oop. Um, And that made it fifty-one thirty-four in the second quarter. We should pick one of the Julius putbacks, though. So we'll go. Yeah, those those were big. And again,
1: like we all watch enough games to know, like how how the form how the script goes if a team makes a comeback. You got to make the push right out of the gate, and then you could stabilize. Which the Hawks check both of those boxes, and then towards the end of the third quarter, you got to make that next push. And I feel like that the Julius's plays towards the latter the yeah, the latter third of the third quarter prevented the Hawks from making that to get it down to, you know, under 10 going into the fourth or at even just two ten going going into the fourth. So all, all big stuff.
2: So I'm looking at it now because the big thing that we looked at in the third quarter was that the Hawks got in the penalty with three and a half left. Yes. And then they proceeded to take eight free throws in the final three and a half minutes, which is also how you make a comeback. You stop the clock, you know, um, and in that stretch. We had said they didn't get it below 12. They got it to 11. And okay. A.J. Griffin layup on a bogey assist, got it to 11. That's when Emmanuel quickly driving layup, as the Knicks usually do, offensive rebound, Hartenstein, tipped in. Heck. Other Go down the other end of the court. This is when Julius makes uh, the weird, like John Collins tried to pull the, the rug out from underneath him, and he oh, yeah. flipped yeah. it up and in. Trey makes a driving layup, and then you get... uh Oh that on that on that other play is when Julius had the and one and then Trey makes a driving layup and then Randall makes another two point shot and the Knicks stave off what could have been an under 10 going into the fourth quarter and end the third up uh, by 15 which to me was the game.
1: Yeah, and this like last thing and then we'll get to the Super Chats like obviously we've we've seen our fair share of massive comebacks this season. Um this did not have the feel to me of like a complete and total Knicks breakdown even though the Hawks did I mean they whittled 24point lead down to as you said 11 over the course of essentially a quarter um it just felt like the Hawks started playing better at both ends of the floor the Knicks as Benji said very well it's like they just, their offense started to get clunky but again the Knicks they're gonna continue to they always are gonna have that four, five, six minute stretch of a game where their offense gets clunky. It's can they withstand it, and, uh, you know, by what they do at the other end. And then like r- right after they, they have that, can they get, can they make up for it? Um, so like, yeah, I'm happy the game didn't turn into what we thought maybe it could have been um,
2: and it ended up being a block. Good job by them. They Good went to the zone, awesome. uh, they went to the zone, which has frustrated them a lot lately. We saw them the last four games really, um, that teams went to a zone, and the Knicks in the last three at least have found a way to break it. Although, this is where it it it's goes unnoticed probably because the end of the third is really when they staved off the the storm that that it could have been start of the fourth quarter. Josh Hart hits a three. Oh, will be top and hits a three. We're up by twenty again, and it's like okay, yeah. now this is how you break a zone. Yes, that, you can pass your way out of it. You can also shoot your way out of it, which is what I thought was important the beginning of the fourth to
1: get a bu- some of it back. Yep. Big. Very, very, very big. And then it ends up in a in, in a blow, which is, you know, again, you blow a team out and um, the Knicks were shot under 30% or under 33% from three. And you got a blowout. Which
2: is like, it's a good job. Good job. But by also credit to the Knicks. Yes, they didn't shoot well from three. 43 attempts. So you'll take the volume on that, you know, that's listen, this team team seems a very smart offensive team. It's
1: Mm -hmm. happened quietly, quietly and subtly, and you don't always notice it. They know what they're doing on offense. And uh, very last thing, out rebounded
2: the Hawks 55 to 40. Yeah. Mm. What is it on the offensive? glass? only ten eight, but. I just, this did not look like a Hawks team. Now credit to Jericho Sims, because I thought the one guy that did look like he was trying to get rebounds was Capella. And I thought Sims did a good job boxing him out tonight. This did not look like a Hawks team looking to fight for rebounds tonight. So the Knicks took advantage of it because they're, they're looking to fight for rebounds and make the extra play and hustle. Sure. And, you know, they're, they're looking at the heat lost tonight. The Cavs lost tonight. You know, they are sort of have higher aspirations, one might say. They are motivated. I would shall say. We say, I would say so. <laughs> All right. Uh, Speaking of motivated, there's a lively super chat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Come on, it. giddy up. I'm ready. Um, starting
1: us off, Rob the Looseman. What's going on, Rob? JM and our man, Andrew. These Knicks are turning into a whole different animal, and I am here for every bit of it, hashtag put a little love in your heart, yeah Rob I've been really enjoying your comments of late, and this is a good one. They're turning into a different animal yes the 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 thing that has me thinking uh and contemplating the meaning of life is how many different animals they've been this year, what, right like the roller coaster ride that was the first um, not bad job by me. I can't remember. I should know offhand what their record was after the Dallas game. I'm fairly certain it was 10 and 13. Um, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, if, if I'm incorrect about that. Uh, 10 and 13 and like, how? thank you. 10 and 13. How many different freaking crisis points do we have over those 23 games? Which again, 23 games, almost a third of the season. And you were like, yeah, they've done some nice things, but like, what is this team? From that point, the growth, I think, began. And I think what you're referring to is what we've seen now over the immediate recent past where it's like, oh, wait a minute. And that's kind of what I was talking about with Benji towards the end of the the opening um, about how this team now is suddenly constructed to be like, wait a minute. That's a team that they could give people fits, good teams fits. Um, on a lot of nights, I agree with you, man. Um, this team is seems to be rounding into form at the right time, with the right pieces. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Q left blank. What's going on? Q left blank. Um, how many point guards would you rather have than Jalen Brunson? Is that a Do you want me to a- actually answer that question? Off the top of my head, here are the point guards I would absolutely, definitely, one hundred percent rather have guiding my team than Jalen Brunson. All things considered. Off-court, on-court, leadership, locker room, the whole thing. Oh my God. Andrew, can I get you up here for a sec?
2: Because I have to make sure I'm not insane. Share what's up. I'm looking at the Eastern Conference. Mm Hmm. Where is
1: the Eastern Conference starting point guard who you're like, yeah, i that's a no brainer. Definitely rather have that guy than Jalen Brunson. Ooh. Point, James- point, to that, point to that player as I go. I'll give you a minute. Point to that player as I go through the West. Uh, ja is still Ja. Ja, ja Morant's very good. Um, is, Luka Dal- is Luka Doncic a point guard? If he is, I mean, there's another one. Steph Curry is a point guard um, by name, so we will consider him as such. Damian Lillard. Uh, Shake Glitter's Alexander. So that's five in the West who you got to give the nod because those guys just do special things. The East.
2: I mean, am I crazy? Only two that I'd suggest is uh, James Harden is, and- is if Harden is a point guard and Drew Holiday. So Harden. OK, so here's the thing about Harden.
1: You, Andrew Clark, you you have lamented many a time about how James Harden does the big, we're bringing it back, poopy and potty, uh, except he misses the potty in the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, and all over the floor. Mm-hmm. And he's also maybe, is he the best culture guy in the world? Is he the guy that you want to rely on when the going gets tough to all of the things? Is he a more talented player? Is he able to do things that Jalen Brunson is able to do? Absolutely. Um, but like, there's all like, I know who I want on my team. Obviously I'm biased, but I want Jalen Brunson. And as far as you holiday, that is fair. And I think that's a more intricate, nuanced discussion about like if you are building a championship team where you have a championship number one and a championship core around that number one, like is Drew Holiday not the the, the better piece for that team? But even like, you know, so that's a discussion, right? That's a discussion. It's man, that's was wild. Where we're so, at with this player.
2: Where I am is because this question is not who how many point guards are better. It's what I rather have. Really rather have. That's I think what you're playing out here. It's less about who's better, who is um going to finish higher in all NBA voting. And I got to be honest, Yeah, there's nobody in the East I'd rather have because of what would have been required as far as buy-in and leadership. I just, there's, he's a perfect fit here in New York. He's a perfect fit here with his coaching staff. He's a perfect fit with his roster that we thought was broken last year. He's been the perfect fit since he's been here.
1: You nailed it with New York. And and here's the best compliment we give Jalen Brunson. He's been here for 60 games. And like emotionally... Yeah, I could go down that list of Western Conference point guards and be like that. That point guard is like a better player, and like he's better. To... I don't want I, like I want yeah. Jalen Brunson. I, he's the guy that I want. I don't want. I don't want to root for anybody else. Yeah. I root for him.
2: I want to watch him. I I hope the next he's what 26, 27? 26 I believe. Yeah, hope the next decade involves Jalen Brunson on Please. my team. You know. Helping the Knicks win games. So
1: where do, where do I sign up? Awesome yeah. stuff. Good 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 stuff. Uh, Q left blank. Appreciate that uh, discussion that you inspired there. Um, next up on the super chats, Ahmad Nuradin. Yo Mac here at the game. Awesome stuff, man. Fun game. A lot of a lot of Knicks fans. They showed them on the TV. Maybe they showed you. Um, pretty cool. Uh, New York City deep, loving it in the ATL. Ob pissed at RJ. Did did something else happen tonight? I hope not. Um, If it did, I, I missed it. Um I, I hope Obi's okay. I do, I do feel for Obi. I'll say that. I, I feel for Obi a lot because, you know, he's a good dude. Jeremy Chase. I love beating the Hawks. F. Trey Young. I mean, Evergreen. Evergreen content right there. Evergreen comment. Love it. Sam Garcia. I'm glad we didn't trade for Sadiq Bey. Ah, come on. What? Sadiq Bey catching strays here after a nice win. What did he do? Um, I think Sadiq Bey, I don't know if the, so that's the funny thing, right? Is like there's a lot of teams that I could have seen Sadiq baby be traded to and be like, Oh, I'm really excited to see what he does there. Like I thought um, it was Zach and it wasn't the Herring. I don't know. Maybe it was the beginning of the Herring pod actually where they were talking about when they thought like Sadiq Bay might've just gotten traded to the warriors. Like I, I, there's, there's a good player in there somewhere. Um, I'll just say that about Sadiq Bey. I'm curious to see what happens with him. I don't know if this is the right situation for him. Thanks, Sam.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.